Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to Tomorrow's Future Today, brought to you by Newcastle Libraries in partnership with the Newcastle Youth Council. Environmental issues like climate change can seem huge and out of our reach, but there is an increasing groundswell of passionate young people stepping up to meet the challenges head on, from calling on politicians to address carbon emissions, to looking at how our personal choices in food and fashion can have a big impact. Join us today as we explore SDG 13, climate action, and some real-world local solutions to a number of issues facing our planet. In this episode, Alex from the Youth Council travelled to the Hunter Community Environment Centre to speak with their coordinator, Joe and Alexa, one of the lead organisers from School Strike for Climate. This episode was recorded during the COVID-19 lockdown, when a number of large-scale activities and events were restricted. The world has changed a bit since then, so have a look now to see what different environmental organisations are currently doing and how you might be able to get involved. How does your tomorrow look? Follow Newey Youth Council on Insta. Hey guys, it's Alex from Newcastle Youth Council here with Alexa and Joe. So let's get into it. Can you please introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about the organisation you work for? Yeah, my name's Alexa and I'm from School Strike for Climate in Newcastle. And we're a youth-led, school-led organisation who strike from school to essentially try to raise awareness for climate change um, and try to demand action on climate change from our government. And so, yeah, we've had some pretty big, we've run some pretty big events in Newcastle, which is really exciting. Thanks, Alexa. Hello, my name is Jo Lynch. I am the coordinator here at the Hunter Community Environment Centre, which is based in Newcastle. It's a resource hub and um, our office space for environmental activists and people wanting to work on campaigns in the Hunter region. The organisation was set up in 2004 and I've been the coordinator here for two years. So what motivates you to do the work you do? I studied fine art at university and kind of got politicised in uni (laughs) and got familiarised with, I don't know, the world and its workings. Um, And the scene of activists and environmentalists here in Newcastle is pretty strong and um, pretty long running. Um, So I kind of just fell in with that crowd. So that's how I got involved. But what motivates me and what I've learned through kind of doing it for the last couple of years is that the impact of nature and kind of pristine natural spaces on the human psyche is really profound and I want to be able to maintain that for people. And also just the sheer fact that we're at this point in human history where destruction and loss of biodiversity and beautiful places is so rampant that it's kind of a make or break time to be involved in environmental conservation. Yeah, I definitely can relate to a lot of the things that Joe said. For me, I think I've already always grown up in a bit of a um, activist family, you could say. And I think there was a really vivid memory for me, which was just like a turning point in my head. And that was in November of 2018, when the first school strike for climate happened in Newcastle. And my parents had told me about it and my older sister was planning on going, but 
I had something on at school that I didn't want to miss. But it was actually about half an hour before it started when I called up my sister and I was just really stressed. I was like, no, 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 you have to come pick me up. I need to go. And so she came, we rode our electric bike in and just the scene of there was about two or three hundred kids there just really energized. I think that kind of like lit light in me. And I think after then I just kind of really researched obsessively would say, um, which obviously when we're talking about climate change, I think does raise some pretty intense emotions of fear and grief and things like that. So that was really what got me involved. And I think the biggest thing that's really just kept me going through all of this has been just how empowering it is. I think there's just something really special with being with young people who all have the same interests um, and like being able to see change when you create such amazing events or when you have really meaningful conversations with people. I think it's um, really powerful and inspiring. What do you both see as the number one environmental issue we're facing today? That's a tough one. There are so many. Um, I guess climate change is often framed as like the big umbrella issue but there are many underneath that and climate change has both human impacts and environmental impacts. I don't know if it's the number one one, but it's the one that I can speak to the most clearly is, and it's specific, um, and it's one that not a lot of people pay much attention to, but I hope to change that, is uh, waste products and land use from coal energy. So the mining and burning of coal creates a lot of waste. There's hundreds of millions of tonnes of waste from coal-fired power stations in Australia alone, and all industries have waste um, that is dumped, and it's oftentimes just abandoned and left in the environment. So I think, yeah, like waste is and trying to find innovative ways to reduce carbon emissions and also address pollution of water and air and land through waste is something that I've been really engaged in recently. Um, But yeah, I suppose climate change probably has to just sit at the top there, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's um, such a big and overarching topic. But I, yeah, also really think that so many of the issues that we're facing today, like environmental issues like you were saying about waste biodiversity loss climate change are so interconnected as well as things like uh, gender equality and poverty and things that so interconnected with systems that are fundamentally flawed and fundamentally um built on things that really need to be changed and so i think we i guess need to always remember that when we're dealing with issues that everything's so connected but yeah yeah, I definitely have to agree that climate change is a really massive issue for our generation I think because it does kind of link all those other issues together as well pretty articulately so what are the ways you think we are going to affect the change in the area yeah I think um people power movements are the most powerful thing I think there's definitely power in personal and individual change except I think the real power comes from systemic change and from gaining your power from other people so yeah just really coming together building from one another joining communities and I guess using our power in the democracy whether that's to vote or to protest or things to really create really big change I think is very powerful and I think that's probably at the stage where we're at. Yeah for sure I'd agree with that definitely systematic change needs to happen and people need to kind of write their relationship with themselves before they can effectively be part of broader communities. I think determination and not shying away from doing really boring 
tasks <laughs> is uh, probably one of the big ones. There are lots of kind of grindy, nitty gritty, like long slog tasks that are involved in creating social change and protecting the environment, but it's totally worthwhile. And when you reach your goals, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all you can kick back and satisfy yourself that you've done your part and more if you work hard enough. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it's not about one person living sustainably perfectly it's about everyone um doing it imperfectly that's going to be the real totally yeah how important are the agreements like the sustainable development goals to you guys yeah super important it's great to see that there are international frameworks for these things um i was recently looking at them and there's climate action and then there's i think there's protection of life under the sea and water and so a lot of them touch on diverse facets of environmental issues as well as climate which is great to see and yeah, as Alexa mentioned before, like they they touch on the whole swathe of kind of human rights and environmental issues that are going on in the world at the moment. So yeah, it's great that there are these goals in mind and that institutions, big institutions are signalling them and, and putting resources into moving forward and engaging people on it. It's really important to have leadership from um, big organisations on these matters. So Yeah, I definitely agree. Like we need to have goals. But I think the other thing to remember is that we then have to actually do what we need to do to achieve those goals. So, um, you know, signing them and agreeing on goals, is it really enough? We need to really work towards and, like, keep the goals in mind and then really take action to make sure that we can really achieve the goals which will make the world as great a place as we can. Can you tell us about some of the work you've done in the Newcastle area and any partnerships that you're particularly proud of? Yeah, the Hana Community Environment Centre has many like close and also loose affiliations with a range of groups. We're a very locally based organisation. The Hunter Region is our kind of focus. The School Strike for Climate and Nui Crew have meeting here regularly and it was awesome to have them around. We've also recently kind of had a bit of a partnership form with Beyond Zero Emissions, who are um, a research think tank group doing a new project on kind of diversifying the Hunter Region's coal economy. But I think one of the ones that I'm most proud of is a bunch of kind of connections that were made at an event I hosted for and organised for the HCEC earlier in the year around our current campaign on um, coal-fired power stations. And we had organisations from across um, New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland who were from um, regions with coal-fired power stations come together uh, in Lake Macquarie for a weekend of um, expert speakers and then for networking and planning the next day to organise around how to improve the transition of coal-fired power stations and ensure that all the waste from coal-fired power stations are cleaned up um, and to improve, you know, the future of regions that have relied on coal for many years um, for their prosperity, but also have a drive to improve the region post-coal. So, yeah, that's an ongoing project and that was really great to connect with um, people interstate who are, like, facing similar challenges to what the Hunter and Lake Macquarie regions are because um, we've got quite a few power stations in New South Wales. So, yeah, that's one. But, um, yeah, there's so probably many groups that I've omitted there that um, have, we've helped support or have supported us. Very similar to School Strike Climate. We've had some really great relationships. There's um, quite a lot of different environmental groups in Newcastle and I think we're at our most powerful when we kind of collaborate together, yeah, work, work as a team and support each other. And I also think with School Strike for Climate, there's something very valuable about the national partnerships that many members of our team have formed. So it's very active on a national basis. There's, you know, always meetings happening. And we, I've 
become quite good friends with people from all around Australia, especially there was a national summit in early 2020, which was just really amazing meeting people from who have so many different experiences, you know, people from really, really rural areas where there's only like a handful of people who can go on strike. And I think that's definitely inspiring as well. So yeah, I think by organising these types of events, the friendships and partnerships we make are really valuable and sometimes quite unexpected. What do you see as the most positive solution to address most of the complex environmental problems we're seeing around the world at the moment? Well, I definitely think the School Start for Climate movement, the global movement, and my experience over here in Newcastle has been very inspiring and that kind of activated a lot of people, old and young, and that globally coordinated effort and national coordinated effort has been phenomenal and really help people re-engage in a way that was disarming about the kind of complexities that come along with the coal industry and, you know, um, the need to diversify the global economy to adapt to climate change. So that was really inspiring. And that was pre-COVID. Obviously, School Start for Climate had the epic 10,000-strong protests in UWE. Um, but during and maybe post-COVID, what's hopeful for me is the fact that a lot of people witnessed drastic drops in kind of air pollution levels and we saw animals returning to places kind of roaming freely around the place when the humans were inside and I guess that might change I hope and I think it has changed people's perceptions even small in a small way about like the impact of humans on the planet and how we're kind of jostling with other um, other creatures and, and species and oftentimes just barging them out of the way and into extinction. And then the final thing is, uh, I guess, post-COVID would be like the way that our economies recover from that. Um, and there have been moves in both directions, um, like kind of tunneling in towards fossil fuels, but as well as um, really tunneling away from them and trying to embrace renewable energy sources. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's still unfolding and it will be interesting to see which way it goes, but I definitely uh, think from what I've seen that um, the environment movement is responding to um, the, the call to um, bring forth solutions for you know decarbonizing economies and cleaning up waste along the way. As we kind of move into the economic recovery phase of COVID, there's opportunities for environmental remediation and investment in um, you know sustainable technology. So yeah, there's quite a bit <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely there's so much happening with people movements around the world, or mainly pre-COVID, but as well as technological innovations. And I think while technological innovations are always great and we really need those, I think at the same time, the science is here and we do have a lot of the technology required to get us to where we need to be. So now I think really all of the solutions we need is comes from the people and I think it comes from people movement and people coming together and awareness of the issues. And, yeah, I guess just people taking action in their own way however they can I think that's really now where we're going to find most of our hope and where we're going to find most of our solutions is the ch changes in attitudes is I think what's really crucial. What do you think is the role of young people in shaping a better world and are there any good examples that you've seen? Yeah I think young people have very big role and um, throughout history it is so often young people who are leading the charge in getting change. I think there's something really energetic and powerful about the youth really taking things into their own hands. And I think, for example, with School Strike for Climate, it's just really energised the whole community, like young and old, just having, I guess, 
youthful energy I think there's something really valuable in that but I also think that it's really important that even though it does seem like youth are really taking action at the moment that older generations recognize that it's this isn't really our problem to solve and that this needs everyone and so yeah we all need to work together and have to recognize that this is going to impact younger generations the most and I think we always just need to remember that yeah for sure I think that of course youth movements are super important and they do bring a breath of fresh air and kind of cut through the hardened kind of perspectives of a lot of older kind of generations or just people in general so they're super important um and of course the school strike for climate has been our most recent shining example of that i'm lucky to kind of work i'm one of the youngest or younger people who work for a small organization um and so i guess my slightly different take on it or additional take is that um i've really benefited from working around people who have been doing environmental activism for years and years and they are kind of like yeah, they're older and wise and experienced and they're some of the rare few who have um, put in a lot of effort to like share their skills and share their knowledge and create um, a supportive environment for me to learn how to kind of, you know, do things well and efficiently. And so, yeah, um, I guess, I don't know, that's, that is what it is. It's good to have mentors and I think, yeah, it's, it's important for young people to have mentors and there's no shortage of potential people to mentor at the moment with all of the awesome action that's happening around Newcastle and across the world. So um, step up, <laughs> um, old activists, and, and teach us your ways because we're keen. <laughs> yeah, definitely agree. I think the help that we've got from older people who can really support us with their knowledge has just been really invaluable. So our last question for today is, what are some of the ways people can get involved in some of the stuff you're doing now? So the Honey Community Environment Centre is um, populated with people working here most days of the week. So if you want to stop into the HCEC Centre on Parry Street in Hamilton, you're more than welcome. If you check out our website, hcec.org.au, um, you'll learn a lot about our campaigns and we're just an email away. So if you want to get involved or have your own ideas about campaigns or projects or environmental issues um, that you want to act on or learn more about, we're more than happy to help you and resource you and we have a printer and a bunch of stuff here to help you do that like that's our purpose so yeah i would get in touch um we're running a campaign on coal ash waste and remediating coal ash dams and trying to get a coal ash reuse industry established in australia to help with the just transition of coal fired power stations so yes please get in touch i will talk to you about it at length yeah so newcastle school strike for climate at the moment in covid times has been having uh, a bit of a break focusing on trying to build up our team again now because the thing that we really specialize in is just massive (laughs) rallies which obviously can't happen at the moment but we're always really keen to get new people especially young people especially school-age people so we can be contacted on social media facebook instagram is um at newy school strike and also our gmail uh our email account which is newyschoolstrike at gmail.com so yeah you can always just send us a message and we're really keen to have a chat because I guess I think at the moment it's just really about building a really strong team so after all of the COVID restrictions are released then we can really hit the ground running and get back into doing some awesome stuff. Okay well Joe and Alexa I'd like to say thank you you both are really big environmental stars in our Newcastle area and I hope you continue doing the work you're doing. 
If you like this podcast, make our tomorrow brighter and review us on iTunes. We hope you enjoyed the episode. For more information about the Hunter Community Environment Centre and the School Strike for Climate, check out the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're doing something inspired in your community, DM us on Instagram and tag us in your story so we can share it at Annuity Youth Council. This has been a Newcastle Library's Real Production.